This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Thank you for the eulogy. <laughs> Always good to get one, a husband when you're alive. So my, my subject matter, I was asked to give chizik. And um, I've been speaking about this. I see there's some of my students that are here. I've been speaking about this for, for a while. Um, and that is that the world is very busy with the what's. Um, we have a shit of crisis, Ayve. Look at that girl, she's mamish, she's older and, and no one's renting her shiduch of Ayve. But the Ayve's and, and, and feeling bad for people doesn't get things done. And I want to just look in the, in the Torah and see the people who got things done, what, what makes them different than just, it's a crisis. So, what does it take for a person to save the whole world. And I've asked this in my seminary many times. Like, what do you need to do to be a person that can save a whole world? And they're like, I can't save a whole world. Like, Yosef HaTzadik saved the whole world. We know that it was a great hunger. And because he translated the dream, he was able to save the food from the first seven years of good years. And therefore, he was able to save the world. What was special about Yosef HaTzadik different than his brothers? So number one, his whole trouble started because he saw the pain of his brothers, the, the B'nai Shifcha, the Bila and Zilpah, and he defended them against the other brothers who were making fun of them, him at, at the time. And he came to his father and sort of told on them, and that's when the sinna and the kinna began, which caused him to be sold down to Mitzrayim. But what saves the whole world is he's in prison. And he's given a job in prison to feed the prisoners. That was his job. And this is where all of us can change the whole world and can change the shit of crisis. And he came to give them their food. Baboka in the morning, Vayar Oisam, and he saw them. Number one, you have to pick your head up from yourself and you have to see others. They were depressed, they were upset, they were agitated. Why? Why do you look so upset? It wasn't any of his business. His job was not to be their therapist. He didn't know them. They were they were Goyim, they were Mitzrim. But Yosef had this midah of asking why. Why are you bothering the children of Zilpah and Bilah? And here he said, why do you guys look depressed? And because he said that, they told him they had a dream. He translated the dream, and we all know that Paro had a dream translated that dream, ended up becoming second to the king, ended up translating the dream, saving the food, and saving the world. You don't have to be a Kirov professional. You don't have to be a Shatchin professional. You just have to ask Madua, why is this girl coming to my shul every Shabbos and every Yantif and she's getting older and she's sitting there alone 
And she doesn't look very happy. And who are you? And when did you move into our neighborhood? And who's ready you shidukim? When was the last time you went out? If Yosef Atzali could ask an Egyptian, what's bothering you? And that can save the world? Imagine asking a Jewish girl, what's bothering you? Or a Jewish boy. You could save her world. And we know that every Jew, every person, is a whole world. But the asking why continues. And in Pasha Shmos, where Moshe Rabbeinu meets Hashem for the first time, Hashem did not talk to Moshe Rabbeinu until Moshe Rabbeinu was in the desert. He didn't talk to him. The first time he talked to him, Moshe Moshe said, Asuna, there's something going on here. I'm going to stop. I'm going to turn. I'm going to look. And I'm going to ask that big word. Madua Loyiva Hasne. You know how many people must have seen that bush burning? Wow, check that out. Must be a magician. I don't know what's going on over there. But I got to go to work. I, this is not my problem. When Shemeno stopped, he looked, and he asked to himself. There was no one there. Who did he ask? To himself. When Hashem saw that this person stopped, turned, asked, the first time Hashem ever spoke to him. And he said to him, Moshe, Moshe, Hashem said, Moshe, Moshe, the first time God ever spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu is when Moshe Rabbeinu asked a question to himself, I see something that doesn't make sense. Why? Hashem said, that's a leader. You don't have to be a professional. That's a leader. A leader, when he sees something that doesn't make sense, he stops his business, what he's doing, and he asks, why? This Shavuos, I talk to my girls a lot, girls that are older and that are not married, or Navin and other at my seminaries and other places. And I'm like, if you need chizik, the greatest chizik in Shiduchim comes from the Torah. Chizik number one is a girl, and she decides she wants to marry a Gadol Hadar. I'm sure there's some Shachanim sitting here, and you know, I want to learn. I want a learning boy, but not stop a learning boy. I want a Rosh Hashiva. He's going to be a Rosh Hashiva. There was a girl like that. She wanted a Rosh Hashiva. She wanted a girl on door. But her resume was worse than any resume you ever saw in your life. Because the resume said that she wasn't Jewish. And not only wasn't she Jewish, her father served every idol that existed in Midian. And number three, there was no Jew where she lived. Pipe dreams. That's what you want for a shidduch? There's no Jews in your town. Wait, how are you going to get a shidduch? Your father's a guy, you're a guy. Her name was Tzipporah and she married Moshe Rabbeinu. If Tzipporah can get a Moshe Rabbeinu, any girl can get anyone he wants. 
but it's even bigger. And I talk about this every Shavuos. Rus Hamoavia. Rus came, not from Midian, Rus came from Moab that was hated by Klai Yisrael, like Amalek, because they caused 24,000 men in Pashas Balak, Chukaden of Chukas, 24,000 men died because the girls of Midian and Moab caused the, the Jewish men to do these avarists. They, they were the most immoral country, and therefore Hashem said that a, Mo, a Moavi cannot marry a Jew ever. Not three generations, not, not Mitzrayim, not a Moab, ever. They had two problems. One, they were Kafli Toiv. The Jews asked them for water and bread, and we're the ones, Abraham saved Lot's life in the, king, in the four and five kings. So they had no Hakar Satov, and on top of that, they were the most immoral people in the world. And that's where Rus came from. Rus was a Moavis. How did she end up being Aim Hamalchus? She was his grandmother. She had a child, Oyved, Oyved had Yisha, Yisha had Davra Melech. How does a girl from the worst place of Moab marry the Gadol Hadar Boaz and become the mother of the Jewish kingdom? She's called Aim Hamalchus. Mashiach ben David. How does this happen? How can we make this happen? And it's very clear. And this is my lesson for today. So she comes to the field of Moabis. The Medrash says that the boys in the field, when she was collecting the leket, they said, you're not even Jewish. How dare you take the leket of the Jewish girls? They picked her up physically and threw her over the fence. And when Boaz met her, he said, don't worry, no one's going to touch you. So the Medrash says, what do you mean? Why would they touch her? They would be Shiva boys. He said, no, because they just thrown her over the fence. So when sure when they came after 120 years to Shemayim, they were like, in Shemayim, you just threw the grandmother of Dawah Melech over the fence. Not a good thing. That's how she started. But we all need to be like Boaz. Boaz recognized that there's something different, Madua, there's something different about this girl. The girls were all bending over to pick up the leket, and she was curtsying. She was bending her knees. He said, who is this? Where is she from? And the boy working there said, Who is this? This is a Moavis who came back with Naomi. And this is what Boaz says the first time he meets Rus. He says to her, which is unbelievable, he calls her Biti. Bayoma Boaz el Rus. Hello, Shemat Biti. I heard about you, my daughter. Why? Now, it's not Biti. I said this at a share, and they said, what? Biti stands for Balchuva? No, it's Biti, my daughter, not Biti in English. It's Biti in Hebrew. The Gadol Hadar calls this girl, strange girl, my daughter. And she do him, if every girl that was single we treated like Biti, then maybe she would be a Hamalchus. But Boaz called her Biti. 
And she didn't understand. So she says to him, Batoma Elov Madua, why Mutsasichain Beinecha? Why are you talking to me? You you're you're the Gohadar. It meant I'm a strange girl or I'm a guy. She didn't, she didn't become a Gary yet. She said, why would you call me BT? I'm strange to you. You don't know me and I'm not even Jewish. And she said, What does it mean to be in someone else's eyes? It means you give them recognition. That's what she said. Why do I find favor in your eyes that you're giving me recognition? And Megillus Rus is screaming at all of us that what does it mean to be Matzachain? When you give another human being, another Jewish person, recognition. So she asked him, I don't hop, you're the Goladar, and I'm a Nachriya. Why, Rabbi, why are you talking to me? Vayam Boaz, Vayomer. It was said to me and told to me that you left your nation to come to us, to a strange place, and that you're suffering, and that you're getting, they threw you over the fence, and that they don't want to accept you because they're learning that even a Moab, this can't be accepted. And he was right. And she said, I find favor in your eyes, Adoni, my master, Kinichantani. Because you've consoled me, which meant that she was in a lot of pain. And she felt very strange. And you spoke to my heart. Not to my head, not to my brain. You gave me recognition, you called me your daughter. When someone calls a child that's not their child, their daughter, you're talking to their heart. This is Megillah's Rus, this is not Rabbi Wallace, this is not therapy, this is not in a book. This is what we read at Kabbalah Satira. Kiri Chantani, yes, I was in a lot of pain, Rabbi. You spoke to my heart. And here comes the big words. And because you did this, Rabbi, because you gave me recognition, because you cared, because you called me your daughter, I promise you, I'm not going to just be a regular girl. I'm going to be a superstar. And she became Aim Hamalchus. And if you look through the whole Megillah's Rus, every single time that Boaz spoke to Rus, he called her Biti, even when she uncovered his feet in the silo in the middle of the night. The Gadol Hadar is sleeping in his bed and a girl shows up and uncovers his feet. Instead of getting up and saying, Who are you? What are you doing here? Gadol Hadar! He gets up, Rashi says he even thought it was a Shindalit for a moment. And he said, are you human or are you a Shindalit? She said, I'm human. And immediately he called her Biti and he said the following words, which is very important. And I'm talking to the Agoda here and I'm talking to all of us. He said, tomorrow morning, I'm going to take care of business. And she comes back to Naomi. I'm giving myself Muslim. She comes back to Naomi. And Naomi says to Rus, don't worry, don't worry, I know this man, he will not rest until it's done. So tomorrow morning, 
he's going to close this situation out, go to Besden, and find out if he can marry you. Because Boaz had a name that he didn't get up and make promises and we're going to do and we're going to do and we're going to make and we're going to create. And, uh, okay, it takes time. No. Boaz's name was? Naomi said, don't worry. It will be done tomorrow because that's the father Moshiach. That's the grandfather of Dora Melech. When people accept on themselves, they ask why. They treat every Jewish child as BT or Bini. And they want to make a difference. And they want to help the Shiddah crisis. They will not rest until she or he is married. And that's Rus. And that's Kabbalah Santayra. And that's of the aim of Mashiach ben David and of Malchus. And that's what I came to say today. I don't know the details. I'm sure someone's going to speak about the details. But it's not about the details. The details is the what. There's a lot of what. What are we going to do? How? But the why. Fix the why, you fix the what. Fix the what, you don't fix the why. Why do we have such a crisis? And when you understand why we have such a crisis, then we can fix the crisis. Yitzvatalik asked Madua, Moshe Abeno asked Madua, and Boaz said, Niti. And that's the secret of making this project work. Thank you very much. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.